All right, here we go. Let's let's fucking do it. Drew. Hi. Drew, let's catch this. All right, Drew, I think you're on mic too. Check this guy. Check, check. Hello. Oh, can we hear you? Can we hear me? I can Am hear I you. Live? All right. Okay, here we are live. First ever Freaky Hour, BFF.FM at the Secret Alley Studios. Awesome. Let's check these, these mics. Can you turn up in the headphones a little bit? Yeah, oh, there, there, there we go. Oh, there. All right. Now I'm in Radio Land. Drew. What's going on? So we got Drew Southern as the first guest on the Freaky Hour. Excited to be here. Thanks for having you me. Excited to be here? Oh, I got to get this thing going. All right. Here we are. What did we... Um, let's just jump right into it. All right. Let's do it. What did we What did we get into last night? Can you, uh, can you give yeah. us a recap of uh, what we did last sure. night? Sure. Well, last night was... Oh. That was a good time. We played 924 Gilman. 924 Gilman. That's the... Uh, it's the legendary punk club. It's been there for 30 years on Gilman Street. Um, I think it's most known for because Green Day got you know kind of got their start there a long time ago. Did you uh, did you listen to Green Day? Back uh, day? Yes, I love Green Day. It's a great band. Um, yeah, can you sing? Cool. It's a Green. Uh, Am I putting you on blast? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, let me just drink warning. warning, warning, Let me tell yeah. you. Okay, enough Green Day talk. We're over here. At the Secret Alley Studios, we're yeah. drinking mimosas in the morning. We're getting set up. We're running slow. We played last night. Yeah. We jammed till the wee hours. It was all improvised set, which was cool, except, you know, which I like to do. It's so funny because, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know, you called me like, what are we going to play? And I really like to just not decide that. <laughs> I know that. I know this about you. It's, it's better if we just show up and then, because the thing is, for especially for... You know, gigs like last night where there was no preparation. It was just homies getting together and, you know, it was like a four or five band bill and we're just going to, you know, I don't know. You know, I didn't think about it much going up to it. I just kind of like, it's better to see what it feels like when you get there and then decide, okay, we're going to play it. You know, we should play this, this, and this. We even started making up a song as we're going. We did. Yeah, I played out of key on the first song. <laughs> yeah, you did play out of key. I, we taught you. <laughs> I know, I was looking at you. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I, called, I called the key and played the wrong key. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. Right. But right. I didn't so, say anything. No, well, I mean, I. All right, so last night, Drew's coming to uh, LA, or from LA. Yep. He drives, he leaves at 2.30, mm-hmm. gigs at 8.30. All right. He pulls yep. off the road at, what, 8.15? About, like, right around 8 o'clock. And we're supposed to hit at like eight. Yeah, so that was uh, that was good timing. Yeah, it was perfect. We literally, I went, literally pulled up the car after the drive with really no brakes. It's maybe I took like one stop and and we put loaded up and we just started playing. Yeah, went cool. right into it. All right, let me let me ask you something. Yeah, please. Where where are you from? Um, I mean, I'm from the Bay Area. You're from I'm the Bay, Bay Area. Area. Yeah, yeah. You are from Berkeley, Oakland. A little town called Albany, California. Albany, you're from Albany. Yep. All right. What's what's it like over there? What is do you Man. feel Albany pride? Do you feel I mean, part of the Bay Area? I don't really think about it much these days. No. I do feel part of the Bay Area. I can definitely, definitely feel a part of the Bay Area. The Bay Area is just a beautiful place to grow. Can I tell you something about growing up in the Bay Area? Please. The coolest thing about growing up in the Bay Area is I think there's really no such thing as culture clash if you go up in the Bay Area. You know, like I went to college down in L.A. Mm-hmm. and I, you know, see people from like, you know, like the high desert, like almost like maybe imagine a gated community going yeah. to college and they're like, whoa, Mexican people, what the fuck? And it's like, if you grow up in the Bay Area, there's, it's culture clash is like, you see everything, you know, I feel like you'll see, yeah, so in terms like, you know, races, you know, genders, whatever, like, you know, you know, you see somebody, um, like I remember at a party when I was like 14, you know, um, this woman, she was going through a gender transformation. She's becoming mm-hmm. a man. She's wearing like gold grill with dreads and like comes up with the swagger of like, you know, like Tupac or something like that, yeah. you know? And it's just like, fuck, like there's, it, it, you know, there's no, the whole, all the gender stuff is smashed. All the race stuff is like it, it, Oakland and the Bay Area. They really just, it's, it's, it's like one of the most diverse places I think in America. Right. So it's a great place to grow up. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It gets you kind of yeah, growing up. That's, that's, what, that's it. normal. It doesn't. Yeah. It's all normal. So when you see a lot of stuff and I've been at fault of this, you see a lot of stuff going on in other parts of the country with like crazy race stuff. You kind of be like, Whoa, like I don't, you know, like you grow up in just such a open, you know, Oakland. I was thinking about in the car right over here. Cool thing. I feel like, you know, we were hanging out in Oakland last night. It's like people, when they have issues, they will like talk about it. They'll put, they'll put it out. Like the way a blues artist, like you know, puts their feelings out there on the line for you. 
like you know so many places i can imagine the suburbs like you know you don't you hide all that you know you have a, lot of that. You, a lot of hiding and you try to cover it up no if there's shit going down that's why it's so raw and real like if there's shit going down you're going to hear about it they're going to talk about it they're going to vocalize it they're going to put it out there and i think that's really healthy and i so i yeah i'm really really that's, proud that's, to grow up in the bay that's area that's something that yeah. you got from the bay area from growing up here yeah. and there's also obviously like you know this this other positive things like you know the the music culture like language the bay area has its own like dialect you know this is all stuff everybody knows but it's cool like you know you see it as you go leave the bay area you see other people how awesome that is you know how we really just got its own swagger its own feel its vibe its language its own thing it's so creative it's one of the, yeah it's a great place to grow up speaking of uh, uh the bay area having its own language i think uh you kind of have your own language a little Thank bit you, i do yeah um it's inspired by you is that yeah you know buff yeah, I heard you say that. That's <laughs> how I liked it. I just ran with it, dude. I just said it yeah, million you, times after that. <laughs> right now, Drew is wearing a necklace that oh, has yeah. buff engraved into it. Um, I gotta do. A I will not this. claim. Mm. I will not claim the buff, but I will say you probably heard it from me. I did or, hear from you, dude. And that's from a a good friend of mine, Chuck Gonzalez. So we're just oh, carrying it, carrying nice. it on for him. That's awesome. What you got, buff? Yeah. What else you got? Well, what else is in like the, the, the Drew Southern lexicon? Yeah, like there's, I mean, California Freedom Rock is yeah. the kind of music when I like to describe. It's like my, our own genre. And that was actually really inspired a lot by Tom Relling. Mm-hmm. Tom Relling and I played this little like acoustic thing together and he, he came up with that. Uh, we got like, went to In-N-Out or something after and we we're just vibing out after playing a bunch of music. And he's like, California Freedom Rock, he said that and I thought that was cool. So What's the California Freedom Rock movement all about? It's like, I don't know, it's kind of, I mean... Definitely allowing for improvisation in your music. You know, it's so much like, you know, music we hear today. It's not it's not really improvised. Improvised music is not really on like it was back yeah. in the day. If you think well, about it back in the day, like the improvised, you know, that was like shit. Like, so, I, you know. Improvised take, with a, with, I feel like it, the structure is really, the structure of the song is right. probably the most important. And if you have a good song, you can go from there. And that kind of uplifts the improvisation. Right. Do you, what do you, th- you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, think about like so. Like back, if you take, I mean, it's uh, you know, I don't know. It's always hard to generalize like this, but like, I really, you know, like if you look at like Jimi Hendrix back in the day, he'd have like kind of like a pop song. Yeah, totally. But when you go see him live, you know, he can do it. Songs are yeah. And so today for pop songs, it's a pop song. Go see live, and you get that song. You know. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's no, it's, it's generalization. It's, it's kind of like a jazz mentality, you know. though. Yeah. You totally. have your you have your form, and you. You know, you go from there. Right. Or like a conversation. Like we were talking about when you were like, what songs are we going to play? And it's like, I don't know. We're kind of just going to have a conversation with music. Like we played for years together. We can figure some stuff out. Like we're going to entertain. We're going to do, you know, and it's so it's more allowing the conversation music and how you feel in the specific moment to kind of power what you're doing. And yeah. So California Freedom Rock. California Freedom Rock. Do you think, do you, Mm -hmm. so you got some Bay Area pride. Absolutely. Do you connect with like California as like a. As like a, yeah, a force, you know, it's I mean, like its look, own. California's the shit, dude. Look <laughs> at the fucking world, dude. California's killing it. California's always been killing it. How much great music? Like it's it's its own. Like the, the you know what? I read this thing one time. Like the the amount of money that's made in California, it's like in the top ten GDPs of like the world. You know what I'm saying? Like California's got it going on. California is 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 the shit, dude. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, how does California Freedom Rock? How do, where does that intersect with the the idea, Drew, the Drew Southernism of Arte? Oh, Arte, this is Can great. you give us yeah. the Arte rundown? Absolutely. Arte, Arte is great. Is Arte still going on? Arte is still going on, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, Arte, it's, you know, uh, we, it's, you know, this is another thing, too, that uh, Tom Rowling was huge in, you, you know, it, it's that making stuff, you know, without, just sometimes you get oh, you start overthinking. I mean, you can think of Arte as a, as a tool, right, mm-hmm. to use. And it's, it's just specifically just to like first feeling. You heard of that? Like when you have an idea and inspiration, go with it, make it, put that note down, play it, write that song, whatever. So many people, they'll have an idea, they'll be great. Mm-hmm. And they'll, then they'll start to think, wait, no, but that can't work. Or what? It's actually, but I don't know if that chord progression makes, or like they'll just start thinking about shit mm-hmm. and fucking their own idea. So Arte is a tool you should use if you have that problem. Stop, you know, once you have that first feeling, just do it. Don't think, shut the mind off. Don't be judgmental. Don't be critical. Put it down. Do a hundred of them, whatever. And then after, so you can start trying to refine stuff. You know. So, it's Arte is just 
it's yeah, and that's I mean that's the vibe moves, you know. I, I, is it like sort of like a, it's like a state of mind almost? It's a state of, yeah, definitely. I think you know, yeah, it's a state of mind. It's an approach. It's an approach, you know. So with Arte's Nazo is good for like so like Michael Jackson's great albums. They weren't made in Arte style. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, you, when they were creating demoing, yeah, that you know like that. It's like. Because, like, again, like, Arte can be rough. It can be raw. It can be real. So like you can make some, like, a little... It's the kind of thing that's, like, when you just have, like, a... Almost like a really vibe voice memo recording of your guitar voice and you just put it on SoundCloud because yeah. it's just that's, got the vibe. That's like, Arte? Yeah, that's Arte. Just dropping it. Just dropping it. You just put it out because there's part of... You might not... That that tr- track of, you know, just your voice memo voice might not reach the whole world. That's fine. It's, like, just part of that making it, allowing it to be out in the world, externalizing it, and then moving on. It's a flow, and I think you know, I think it's an important flow for you know if you're gonna create stuff, to have that awesome arte in you. You know what I'm does saying? The, what does this have to? Where does this tie into hundred videos, hundred days, Drew Southern oh, yeah. YouTube series? Maybe has not been finished yet. It has been finished. No, you been, did hundred videos. 100, I did hundred videos. Yes. It might not have been hundred days though. It wasn't hundred days because well, it was, it was in Europe. Days, I was, but not consecutively. I did sixty-seven about days consecutively. That's pretty straight. good. Yeah, it made a piece, put it on. It's on YouTube right now. You can check it out. And, uh, I, um, but, and like I was in Europe and I just like, didn't have the Wi-Fi, man. And so I was like, I couldn't that, be uploading. The Wi-Fi in Europe is brutal, man. Yeah, I know. It was like, so, I mean, it was like, I was moving around so much. It was just kind of messed up that flow, but yeah. it was fine. I still finished it, you know? And that's just. You and know. you're, uh, you're banging out videos every day. Yep. That's our taste style. That's our taste style because I'll just make something like I did these crazy things. Like I wrote a poem. Yeah, and you put it through like and a music, and I pitched some it vocoder down. Yeah, kind of exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that like, was Arte. That was Arte. Yeah. That was when you showed me that. I was surprised. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I just yeah. hadn't seen it. It's cool. You're I hadn't exploring. Seen you do that, right? Absolutely. We're exploring different, you know, reflections of yourself, different angles, different. It's how you see what you can do. You know, you throw stuff out there, and uh, you know, and just check it out. What does it look like? How yeah. do you feel about it? And then you know, you move on. Something, something I dig about you, and I've seen over time. Is that you're not afraid afraid to try new avenues? Oh right, you know musically absolutely. or you know you're not you're not you're not saying no a lot. Right, absolutely. You I, think that's like you know that's 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 how you get further along in your craft. It's trying different things to know what absolutely. what you're actually into. That's how you that's how you find out about yourself. That's how you find out your preferences. You find what you like. You can't if you have an idea but you keep it inside yourself. You really don't know. You have to say it at least. Maybe put it in a song or, you know, some kind of art, or painting or something. And then you can look at it and that it's like a mirror of yourself. And you'd be like, oh, how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. And then you can adjust your preferences. Actually, I like kind of more like this. That's how I'm going, like, you know, I won't make, I don't think, well, actually, I won't say that. But I was, I was just going to say that I don't think like the, you know, that kind of album that is just going to like stand forever might, might not be the Arte, you know, album. Yeah, Because totally. you might spend a little more time getting. Crafting it, refining yeah, exactly. it. But how you get to the real awesome stuff that will be the songs of that is through something like the Arte or, or taking risks, trying different things, trying different styles. Because mm-hmm. I definitely feel, and I think this is part of the Bay Area thing, it's, I've learned that you know I like to blend stuff. And I think ultimately the stuff mm-hmm. that I'm going to make that's not in the world yet, but that's coming, is going to be the stuff that is a blend of all the stuff I love. It's not here yet. It's not here yet. Oh, definitely not. It's coming. No. It's coming soon. Oh very, very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Are you working on it yet? I'm working on it right now. Is that what I'm you were talking. telling me about earlier? It's what I'm talking about right now. Oh, something new. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. It's big wow. and it's coming. Well, what can we, what can we look towards? What do you got going on? You got anything coming up? Anything we should, uh, I mean, I've got some know, shows put down out there? in LA. And well, we got Mask of Chains. Mask of Chains? That. Yeah. Okay. I made a heavy. Rock yeah, give banger. us tell yeah. us about Mask of Chains. We'll play Mask of Chains. Okay. We'll load up on some mimosas right. and we'll uh we'll play a Drew Southern track. Wonderful. I love it. What what are some what are the liner notes for this one? So this song, you know, I love and you know this Parker. I love <laughs> me a good guitar riff. Yeah. I've, I've played many of them with you. <laughs> I know. So this song started with a riff. It was badass and and uh developed it from there. And um, my boy Tyler Williams, who's a really good engineer, you know him well. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was like, he just hit me up. He was like, let's record something. And I was like, perfect. I got this. And it was great. Like One thing that's good, too, about the creative process, give yourself deadlines, set dates. Be like, okay, Parker, you and I are going to the studio February 10th. Like, what are we going to do? You know? Because if, if we just say, like, hey, let's make music, ugh. you know, people get lazy, people get other things, people are so busy. You, I heard this thing, you have 50,000 50, thoughts a day. 
like how many of those are focused? You know, a lot of those are just random. Not stuff. many. Sometimes yeah. almost none. You almost can get a whole day without developing exactly. an idea. Exactly. So how you get that is you need to put some fire under. You got to like so you set a deadline. Date, deadlines. Yeah. Like, we're going to do this day. What are we gonna do? So that's what did Tyler Rollins coming. We're going to do this day. So I I had the riff and I had the idea and then mm-hmm. I polished it out. I spent a couple of days writing the lyrics. I spent a couple of days refining the arrangement. I changed it up. I got your, uh, you know, our boy Jack Hegan to play drums. I, oh, I didn't know Jack played on Jack it. Jack played oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. He yeah, yeah. it. And, and we got and, Jack on drums. Who's on bass? And Andrew Cootie's Cootie. on bass. Nice. I got one rehearsal with Jack. He loved it. He was like, we just knew right away this felt great. Yeah. Cootie just showed up in the studio, you know, smoked a couple of ciggies, drank a shot of Jameson, and we fucking <laughs> busted it out. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome man i mean i think it's a song should be on like the radio and commercials are right now it's well got, it's got all the juice so. we'll pop it on the radio right now well, they, all, right. <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play drew southern's mask of, <laughs> mask of chains we're about to run that shit it's uh it's sunday january 22 yeah. uh we're getting uh, we're getting turned up in getting here we're getting freaky deaky <laughs> man all right let's play this thing yeah. all right here we go okay. Oh, that's the wrong song. Here we go. Mask of Chains, True Southern. Live with Drew Southern. You just heard. What did we just hear? Don't you Mask tell him? of chains. Mask of chains. Yeah. You went Wolf Mother on that one. Oh hell yeah! You That's ripped right. it at the end. That's right. I'll, yep. How'd, um, feel, how'd that make you feel, Parker? 
I'm sweating right now. Um, I'm sitting here sweating just listening yeah. to it. It's almost, oh, I just yeah. I I lost calories listening to that song. That's yeah. <laughs> it gets you pumped up. Yeah, it was like uh, I showed it to this like Ukrainian guy. He's like, it gets you pumped up. He was like, <laughs> it's that's that's you know one thing. I've always had this a uh, kind of desire. I want to make a track that like comes on before like Monday Night Football. Do you know what I'm saying? I want to make a track. Yeah, I feel that, like, you. You know, dudes are listening to before they like when they go to the gym early in the morning. I think that's yeah, tight. like gets you like pumped up. I want to make some pumped up stuff. You I want to make a pump up, What yeah. if you made an album of pump up jams? I like a pump called pump up. I mean, uh, what's hey, that, can you think of any pump up jams? Like a classic pump up jam? Like uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like uh, okay, yes, I can. You know, okay, like so, you're listening to in in like a gym, like a basketball gym or something. Well, totally. Like Tootsie Roll by the Sixty Nine Boys. <laughs> I don't know, you know that one. I'm serious. <laughs> oh wow, you just brought memories back, dude. No, totally. <laughs> that's yeah. a banger. No, but I'm talking like Kickstart My Heart, Motley Crue. All right, about. yeah, you know that's saying? more your vibe. You know, like uh, I mean, I, I like Tootsie Roll too. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, <laughs> I mean, I like it all. But yeah, you know, stuff like that it gets you just it's just charging. You know what I would not. You know, and what's great is when music and movies connect. I love this. Mm-hmm. I really fell in love. I always liked that song, Kickstart My Heart by Monica, but I really fell in love with that song when I saw it in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. I'm you trying to, I can't picture the scene. Okay, so, you know, What's... he's like, Will Ferrell, he's like the sheepish dude who's like the helper on the thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the driver goes down and he's oh, like, does anybody want to go fast? And he's like, oh, I want to go fast. Yeah. Chicka, chicka, oh, chicka, chicka, ah. It's like, <laughs> the song goes in, it's just like, and then he's like racing all It's just, it's perfect. It's like, that use of that song was perfect, and that, and it, I would like realize the energy. So also, and like this is a random thing, but you know, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest of course. Gump? I saw Hey Joe is used really well in that movie. Is Forrest that Gump. like in the sixties? Yeah, it's in the sixties. Okay. And when she's like really getting fucked up with drugs, she's about, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. about to commit suicide or something like that. And she goes mm-hmm. to the head. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, that was a different song used in that. It was when the at the at the Black Panther party when like the dude hit her. Oh yeah, yeah. And and um, Forrest Gump sees this, and you see that like feeling building building inside him. And he's gonna he's gonna do something about this. And the, hey, Joe! Oh my God! Like the it was perfect. And mm-hmm. that so really just like hammers in that feeling of what that like underneath the core of that feeling in that song. And yeah, so yeah, I want some get oh, Mask of Chains should be in. A movie. Yeah, make what some movie would be good for Mask of Chains. Mask of Chains. You could throw... I want, like the new Vin Diesel movie to have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're we're starting a campaign right now to get. Drew uh, in some Vin Diesel movies yep. uh, on screen. That's right. And the music. So if anyone yes. out there has got any Vin Diesel hookups, right. email. Yep. Um, you know, email? maybe you talk to him. Maybe you hit him up. You, you hit him music. up on the DM. So yeah. make sure you send. Uh, you know, DM me on the Instagram. Yeah, Drew DM so. Drew. DM Vin Diesel. Yep. Um, John Claude Van Damme. While you're at it, you know, sure. get it. Get him. In, let's get him Is in an action movie. movie. Jason yep. Statham. Absolutely. You ever yeah, seen like Crank? A, like a trans. You ever seen any of those? The trans. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't seen Crank. No, but I like him. He's obviously he's cool. Um, but Do you, yeah, what's up with you and uh, like bald action stars? You got a thing? Oh for yeah, uh, Bruce Willis. Dig- Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. That's three. You like yeah. all those guys? They're great. I mean, those who movies like are... the Die Hard is like amazing. Yeah, Die Hard. You know what also cool about Die Hard is realized it's a Christmas movie. You know that? Right? Yeah. Like I, didn't, I, I was like, I mean, obviously, I guess I knew that, but I was really just like, wow, it's like it's a Christmas movie. It's good. Die Hard, I love that. You know what's good about? It's just the everyman. Bruce Willis just plays. You know what I mean? It's the kind of here. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I gotta be the man. Lights a cigarette. Shit. I was trying to just hang out, but now I gotta be the best thing ever. It's like that's super chill. <laughs> you know, be, you know, and like, yeah. So we didn't get Mask of Chains in like a movie. Like, yeah, like, I think we can do that. I think we're gonna work on that. Okay, I think cool. by the next time you're on here, we'll have a, uh, we'll have it in yeah. some of it. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to that. Yeah, oh. we're we're out here drinking uh, mimosas right now yeah. after a, a late night of jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew, so yeah. when did um, okay from the East Bay? Yeah, what you mm-hmm. didn't really play a lot when you no. were younger. No, no? Is I, that played, true? I played violin when I was young for a little bit. So I felt I love you know I had a really good like. Did you play like fiddle thing. fiddle stuff or no, what? I played like, like classical? classical, like Suzuki method. I played in a little orchestra. I uh, and I really had like a very strong spiritual emotional moment with classical music and the violin. Mm-hmm. But can you think back to times where? That kind of stuff hit you deep. Uh, absolutely, I can think really specifically of times so where that stuff hit me super deep. It made a really big impact. I remember one time I pictured myself like conducting a, a symphony, and like it was just like almost like crying as a little kid. Like I was very moved by it. And maybe but I did other. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll do that like Frank Zappa style one day. That like he worked great. with some orchestras. That's a really really good idea. And he was, I mean, he was a pretty freaky boy. Frank Zappa, yeah, he's the man. Um, and you know who played with him? I really love is Steve Vai. Steve Vai, great. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, no, I mean, but I didn't play for a long time. I did sports, I did movies, I did like other stuff. I was, you know, r- you know, random. I just I, I went to little, Europe for a little bit. I tried just really experiencing lots of different things, but I mean, it all led to music again and now it's just like a marriage, you know, of married. Music. You found it. Yeah. This is what you like to do. Absolutely. You're a natural at it. Thank you. Um so do you have any uh, European travel stories? Because I know you like to oh, go over there. Lots of European travel stories. What do you want to hear? You got any that are that are safe to safe what to put out there on on rec- on the record? What kind of story are you looking for? Like what you know? Give me some. <clears> I know something you're good at is like going out there with no plan, not oh, knowing yeah. anyone. Right. You've told me just like stories of just going out. Oh yeah. By yourself, and you end up on a whole. Oh yeah. A whole trajectory. Once you meet one person, you get the ball rolling. Absolutely. I think that's fascinating because yeah. I don't, I don't always, like, sometimes I'll fall into something, but you I, can make it happen. Thank you. Yeah. Which I, is cool. I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I want to own that skill more because it's true. I can definitely do that. I can go out and meet people and just start, like, this domino effect and kind of end up in cool places by just vibing out. You know, the thing is, it's, it's like, it's super cool. It's not rocket science. I really, like, it's a skill of just, you know, more thinking about, like, what you can do for people. Like, mm-hmm. how can you, like, serve people? What can you, you know, offer? And really, if you're just, your time is a huge thing you can give. So if you really think about how when you're spending time with somebody, you're really giving them something. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to them, when you listening, smile yeah. at somebody, yeah. a smile is very powerful. When you just give somebody a compliment, when you just provide a good energy next to somebody. Mm-hmm. you These are just way worth, like, more than money, more than, it's a really powerful thing that you can give somebody. So... And it's really simple and it's fucking easy. So it's a good thing to keep in mind when you're going out, right? Rather than say, what can you do for me? You're trying to get this, da, 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 da. Yeah. Just go up and like, I'll do that. You know what I mean? I'll just be like listen, listening to people and think about like, wh- like l- trying to listen to them. But what can I offer? Like, what, what would be something I could say that not like trying to tell them what to do or anything, just something I could, you know, provide mm-hmm. that might help, you know? And that it's funny because you do that and you'll find that. People love to reciprocate. They're like, wow, this guy's like genuine and nice. Like, you know, let's, you know, what can, you know, it's, and that starts cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a cool thing to keep in mind. I think it's, it's easy to forget, you know, we get wrapped up in like, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. People yeah. fear rejection too. Yeah. That's interesting. You get, point. Yeah. You get scared to get turned down, but right. it, that's a you just got to put too. yourself out there. Do you think that people in my in my european travels yeah. i felt like people were more receptive to just kind of starting up conversation and getting yeah. into stuff do you think that's just like a traveler's mentality like where you're just kind of in it or is do you, i don't know i felt well, like you people know, over actually, there were more yeah that's a good receptive. point you bring. absolutely you know it's a really good point i think so i think people are also receptive you carry a certain vibe like if i show up in paris and i'm american and i'm literally just they had experience it. Like, I, there's no routine anymore. Mm-hmm. When you get lunar routine, you start to the more routine you get, the more zombie like you get. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, you that's know? what I mean. So, like traveler's mentality. You're yeah. w- you're more apt to go out there and put yourself out there. Absolutely, and it's certain energy, certain look in your eyes. So mm-hmm. I've had things like I would walk into, like I walked into this Kiehl's like face lotion place yeah, in yeah. Paris <laughs> just to get I like face lotion, and I was getting some. Tight. And the person behind the counter is this sweet, like you know awesome attractive woman and you know she was working there and we just had like a nice conversation and that was it i left next thing you know i'm uh you know i'm it's i'm in Montmartre in paris and i'm walking down and she's having cigarettes so like oh we ran into each other again it's mm-hmm. kind of like synchronicity totally. so we start talking and then she's like hey like let me just take you out to dinner tonight mm-hmm. so should we just had dinner and that was it we had one dinner she just, and I was like, I'll try to pay for it. She's like, no, like, let me, you're traveling. Let me treat you. She treated cool. me to this really nice dinner. That's we awesome. had a great meal. We just talked about her life and my life and exchanged. And we just smiled a lot and just yeah. enjoyed it. And that was it. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, she's like, it was, it's such a, that's a small thing, but it's a simple example of like, you know, you have never, you know, idea. So many people, they have all these expectations. They want to be a certain way. They're trying to do something. They try so hard. And then like that vibe stuff doesn't really happen like that. Yeah. You know, if you can kind of relax. And just put yourself in good situations and be good to people. Oh my God, it's like a snowball effect. It spirals, and of course, you know, it's a skill. And I'm working on it. It's a skill. Too. It's a mindset. How you yeah. put yourself out there, right? Because like you know, just hanging out in the city, that kind of stuff doesn't happen to me. But when we've like toured the, uh, like in the states, right? You're kind of more in that zone where you're going out and meeting people and ending up in those right. situations of finding some strange synchronicity where things are just moving. You're meeting right. people. It's right. it's similar to how I felt when I'm in 
when I was in Berlin or Paris or something. Right. Right. Did you? Yeah. Like so. Hey, what? What do you think? What is that? What is that? What's that going on with that? Like, I don't know. I think it's. You said something about routines. I think yeah. it has to do with routines. Like it's super easy here to get into routines and habits and do the same thing every day. Wake up, get your coffee, right. say hello to the same people. That's absolutely right. You know, and it's it just if you change up your routine just a little bit. It, it especially like you change up something in your morning, your whole day is different. Right, and you're well, gonna you're gonna be meeting new people. You're gonna be doing new things, eating new foods, going new places. Right, thinking new thoughts. Right, thinking new thoughts, and the, you, you hit the nail on the head. And let's take the coffee shop, right? Because yeah. if you live in the mission, you go to the same coffee shop every morning. Eventually, a day's blur. Yeah, and you're just like standing, literally like a zombie in The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Like I'm just here to get, and you start not noticing things. Really, you you start to not be in the moment. The you're novelty like, wears off. Yeah, you're not in the present. When you when you show up in a random place. You're like, oh, what's this coffee shop? And just that, like, oh, mm-hmm. what's like that? Even that sentiment I just reflected, like, it's like a feeling of being in the moment, looking around, what's this going on? And people notice that, and people feel that, you know. And so they're like, it's and you notice things differently. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool, you know, just a little vibe thing. It's novel. Like what do you think about just the idea of novelty? That that there's just you know there's in, there's there's infinite potential in your day. Yeah. And I think novelty is something that we we strive for but easily lose just like the idea that we're looking for these novel experiences and they're probably always right in front of us but it's sometimes it's easier to kind do kind of uh gloss over absolutely but i feel like uh life is is novel and right. we're always we're always experiencing just like infinite paths in front of us we can right. go anywhere but there's kind of one in front of us that's the easiest but yeah think about it like this think about it like this when you're when you it's you're right and what it is is finding new ways of looking at the same thing because if like what it is yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go to that same coffee shop every morning you basically start hitting like the same note just like there's no melody there's mm-hmm. no harmony there's nothing you just hitting the same it becomes monotonous but if you can go and look you at can, new yeah, things mind, every time yeah. of that coffee hit different like see that coffee shop completely different mm-hmm. every day every time you go in the morning all of a sudden you know yeah that's like, yeah you know you know it's totally it's, well it's like it's the same thing with like a, a song or something you mm-hmm. can hear it maybe 50 times and then the f- the 60th time something new is going to pop out right. at you and hit you mm-hmm. in a way like listening to the beetle like sergeant pepper or mm-hmm. like pet sounds like one of those really intricate albums yeah those are especially good for after like 100 listens right. like there's going to be something new that stands out to you right Absolutely, or take some drugs and listen to it. Yeah, you do that. Like, I mean, that's take a little edible and put on Stevie Wonder music in my yeah, mind. But I'm gonna you, tell you, blast! Yeah. Oh, dude, you see shit. You'll Get see, a little stone. See the face of God if you listen to that, dude. Right? I mean, think about okay, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. You think Stevie Wonder was doing some tripping? Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm. T- this is what I think. When this Stevie is this Wonder, is a theory. This is a this hypothesis. Is a it's a hypothesis. But I've heard it other places too. It's not just. Um, but it, it's like when Stevie Wonder. 1970, 1974 was like a messenger of God. He was on fire. He was just killing it. A and channel? Yeah, he's, he's channeling. He was yeah. a channel. And he's coming out the 60s, man. And what everybody's doing in the 60s? They're experimenting, dude. They're doing hella drugs. It's like a whole bunch of change happening. So whether he was doing drugs or not, he was definitely like around all that vibe. Yeah, like totally. Like contact high. Fuck, just by being out playing yeah. music. You know how it is? And his so, senses might be a little amplified because... yeah. And he, was, he can't see. And he had these two engineers working with him that were like little wizards that were dialing all these super dopes. Was he like, playing with Nathan East then, the bass player? Because that dude's a freak. Oh, I'm not sure. He's kind of like his musical director. Right. I'm he, not sure. That dude's a beast. I just know there was these two... I read this article about these two engineers that they're like known kind of quote unquote like prickly white guys. That I don't know who said that, but like it was just... You know, it's getting different than... They, they were just... Two dudes that would just dial in all these synthesizers and stuff, and Stevie Wonder shows up in the studio, and then you know he's all of a sudden got these like sounds, and he's playing to write these songs, and they yeah. just recorded so much stuff. But um, yeah, that stuff definitely is where it's at. Yeah, what do you think about how his albums? You know, so he he doesn't he can't see, yeah. but a lot of his albums like Inner Visions, yeah, and there's a there's a couple of other I can't remember right now that kind of like reference cite and allude to some inner sort of like a sight and maybe not in the uh the physical plane we normally right. think of it but being able to see on some other sort of level like maybe a different Absolutely. plane or a different level or whatever it is you know right. it seems ironic right that his he's got some of those visual lyrics yeah in he right so yeah i don't know he's he's must be a parker he must be like you know ribbon in the sky there's a ribbon in the sky for like that the melody it's like it's almost like he's looking up yeah. and seeing a ribbon like 
flow through this, like the way the melody and the music go with these words. He's he's seen better than some people with eyesight. See. Yeah, totally. It's like nuts. Well, maybe that so, the yeah. maybe what we see when our eyes are open is not, you know, not the only. Uh, maybe our visual perceptive field isn't the only thing you can see. What you know, you can see. There's, I think, there's probably other sorts of things. I think this is just what we're used to. Right. You know, that's kind of a routine too. Is just mm. our, uh, you know, the, the rea- our reality in front of us is the easiest, the easiest one to. Uh, but I think there might be some other planes going on, like a, some sort of astral plane, and there's the physical plane, yeah. maybe a couple other things. And I think music is a good way to kind of experience some of that or something. Mm. Maybe get a little taste, mm. taste of some other fields out there. Right. Which I That's think it's super vibe, Parker. Yeah, I mean, you can experience it in so many ways. I felt that in music so mm. many times where it doesn't feel like time feels different. Right. I mean, we were just talking on the phone right. the other day, yeah. like out of nowhere, you're just like, time's an illusion. Yep, and I was true. like, well, everyone says that, but like, what does it mean for time to be an illusion? There's yeah. so many, I mean, but you can experience time in different ways. I mean, you yeah. know, we've all had times like a minute can feel like an hour or it can right. fly right by, you know, right. like right. pain or something is, pain is basically, I mean, there's, right. uh, chemicals in your body from pain it's pain's like basically a drug or something where it changes right. your perceptive field where an, a, a minute feels like an hour when you're right. you, when you're in pain but like in a blissful right. moment sometimes those minutes are just flying by yeah you know yeah well because your experience of it is is real but like it's yeah i mean no totally yeah i mean the other ways of sensing and feeling i don't know i mean i'm curious i think there's you know there's so much more that we just don't know right like i was thinking about this you know everybody we're talking energy is a big thing like we're talking about how, where we get our energy from like you know solar and wind and stuff like that yeah. I bet there's there's other energy sources that we don't even know of yet you know so there's you know there's a bunch of stuff that we're not kind of see there's you know i you people right like we're talking about you know stevie wonder he sees in a way that other people don't see and or maybe they can, but they don't do it as much because they use, like, you know, they think it's supposed to be a certain way. I don't know. It really, I think, it comes down to this, like, power of the mindset and, like, your, you know, where your mind's at and what your mind is feeling and thinking really dictates a lot of what's going on. Oh, 100%. You know? And, like, so Stevie Wonder has, you know, yeah. So uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, most awesome. on that. Most on um, that. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, I had. To... <sighs> What about you? So let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah let's flip this. What's good? All right, let me flip flip. Let's flip this interview. This is Freaky Deaky Hour. All right, now I'm the host, Drew Southern, host in the Freaky Deaky Hour. Parker, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thanks, man. Thanks for welcoming me to the space. Um, um, what about like what early music really hit you? You know. All right. Um, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get really like I was around a lot of music. Yeah. I didn't get like really into music till quite a bit, like in high school and stuff. Like I didn't really think about it too much before then. And then it wasn't really till college till I started playing or mm-hmm. really thinking about music like on such a deep level where it re- really hits, really hit me somewhere, somewhere special. But actually, my first album that I ever bought um, was by a band called Eiffel 65. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the song. That was my first album ever. Um, I don't know if I ever listened to the whole thing. You listened to the whole thing. I don't know if I listened to it really? like start How to do finish. You not your first album, not listen to the whole thing. Because I'm like 11 or something, and like <laughs> All right, that's, you gotta that's, go that's, There's no way that fun. not even yeah. Stuff. There's no way that that band's album right. was that banging. I mean, maybe right. it was. I should probably go back and give <laughs> it a try. Hate, no, okay, but early that. music. Yeah. Well, I mean, growing up, mm-hmm. my dad's from Chicago. And he always loved like Louis Armstrong, Nat mm-hmm. King Cole, and he would just play like old blues music, but he wouldn't like talk to me about it. It was just in the background, which I thought was cool. So once I once uh, I got to college and was hanging out with like Tom, and then eventually you and yeah. some other folks, I started the blues. I started getting an ear for old blues music, right. like re- like like acoustic blues, like mm-hmm. solo blues, and then like early electric blues. Like, you know, I love B.B. King and stuff. Of course. But, um, so that started to like, it started to come back to my ear where I was like, oh, I grew up listening to this mm. stuff. So it's I actually already had an ear for it where once I started playing, I could work around it because it was already kind of ingrained in me. But definitely blues and like, Nat King Cole, some of my earliest memories. He's so good. And it's great. 
But um, yeah, that's this. I mean, blues is really what got me into music. Mm. And then you just, you know, what I love about music is like I like to create like roadmaps of stuff I'm into. Like I kind of wrote one down a couple weeks ago just because it's it was interesting. I started mm. writing some stuff, and then you like start with whatever you start with like someone like Robert Johnson and like Skip James and those dudes, even though he's a little bit later, like you start with those dudes and then you follow that lineage and you make your way mm. to, to the three Kings. Right. And then you like pick apart their band. You're like, who is in that? Okay. We got Jerry Jamat or right. something. He played with, like he played with Greg Allman. Right. Then you'd go to the Allman brothers and who do you have? You have like all these people you splinter out and you make your right. way over to Motown right. and then you're listening to that and you're like, well, who's into Motown now? And then you find yourself, Listen to D'Angelo or something right. with Pino Palladino. Like right. you just make these roadmaps, and you can find yourself all the. Then you like if you start with like BB King, then you get into Motown, and then you get into D'Angelo, and then mm. you're a step away from like Kendrick Lamar or something. Which right. you're a step away from Snoop Dogg. You know, right. it's like you're never that far away from things that might not seem related. Right. That excites me about music, yeah. and that's something I'm I'm new to because I used to be kind of closed off to stuff. I thought right. I liked what I like. Right, right, right. But then I went to... All right, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. I went to uh, this concert, and it was Flying Lotus, Thundercat, mm. and Parliament Funkadelic. And Parliament Funkadelic's like one of my favorite things in the world, so I was really excited to see that. And I was excited to see Flying Lotus, but I didn't know if I'd like it. It's a, you know, DJ stuff, and there's yeah. kind of a stigma there. And Parliament was cool. I've seen them a bunch. They do their thing. Thundercat blew me away because he was this perfect blending of I mean he's playing he was playing a six a double neck bass one had six strings the other one had eight strings it was a you know like an octave so it was E-E-A-A-D-D-G-G oh, yeah, totally. and uh, he played the most ripping just I don't, I don't even have a genre name for it because yeah. he's playing he's got crazy bebop chops but he's kind of playing this weird ethereal like yeah. pretty far out music like dude's done some uh some sort of astral exploring or something. Right. So I was like really, I was feeling it like a lot. And uh, and then Flying Lotus came on and they have this stage set up where it's uh, the DJ booth sort of thing. Uh-huh. But there's a projector, there's a screen behind him and then a screen in front of him. Yeah. And they're projecting two different images. So one's the background, one is the screen in front. Yeah. And it makes this like sort of 3D sort of thing. And... Um, he comes out and all of a sudden there's kind of these just really intense noises, almost like the beginning of like a Transformers uh, trailer or something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazy machine noises. Ooh, yeah, yeah, like really yeah. intense. And there's these images of like death mm. and like dying and Heavy stuff. it's really intense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're under the influence of some something like LSD, it would be really crazy. Oh, yeah. And uh, so you're there and it, right away I was... I was it shattered everything I was thinking about within minutes where mm-hmm. I was going and I was going to see a DJ who was going to play this kind of music. And I was like, there's no boundaries. Mm. And this dude is on the floor. I mean, he has John Coltrane blood in him right. and who dissolved boundaries of like what's right, right and what's wrong more than like that dude in music. Right. And by the end of it, I just felt like there's no way I can ever say no to music mm. yeah. or something new. Like you have to be open to it because that's how things have always progressed. It, it was something you said earlier too. It's like that's the most classic, like scientific mind is something may sound strange, but you got to be open to it because right. it's an idea and you have to explore all avenues. Mm. And Flying Lotus really showed me that because his music is, it's not even just music. It's, it was a really intense experience for me where mm. it kind of hit everything, like not just enjoyment and right, made just, me dance. Yeah. It was like I felt like, like uh, essential human emotions just listening to him mm. and I felt different after right. I've still been taking that on so it's that that was far out that was a really intense experience for me I've, I haven't felt the same since it wow. I really haven't I haven't looked at music the same I listen to anything now that's awesome that dude that's he did it for, he, expanding event it completely was his music is really cool and it's it's really intense and uh yeah cool and intense those are great descriptors not really though but like it really yeah opened something up where i just realized there's no boundaries right and the more boundaries you create for yourself the the less i mean if you're an artist the less your art's going to express but i mean you can express your art in so many ways other than music just the way you live your life is an expression of your ideas and such right absolutely all right on that note i think we should play we should play another drew track okay Okay, sure are you ready tell us about this one Okay, well, can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah, you can say about anything. We, we don't you just have... gave me a really great idea. I mean, it's just one <laughs> yeah, no, idea. No, no, it's no, like go. a metaphor. We don't need to play this. About, you're like, no, he, he was, you're saying like, 
it's like he must have done some like astrological exploring. It's like this far out thing. Yeah. You think about far out. This cool idea of like, like the way the universe is expanding and like there's stuff like far away, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you think of music as like a universe, starting with like the first person kind of banging on sticks somewhere in Africa to make some kind of rhythm to like, you know, you know, classical music to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever early blues rock and roll i'm just flying through it here but yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. thinking it's like a universe expanding to farther and farther space yeah do you know what i mean you can you can some people might play some stuff really close to home you know yeah. what i mean they might just play some straight ahead backbeat da, 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 da. it's like really right here we've seen it for a long time it's, it's like you, very like we've done that territory it's like going to rome in august where there's sixty thousand tourists every day you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. it's like it's very explored it's very known you go to like biscuits and blues yeah, on tuesday exactly. night and hear someone play yeah. uh you know a uh, kansas city here at co yeah you know, it's, it's, we got it. We know, and it's great. That's fine. Like sometimes you it's just cool. want to hang around home. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you some want, people, yeah, yeah. some people want to explore fucking space, yeah. and they want to see what out is out there, and they totally. go to no territory. It sounds like that. You know, when you see those people that are really, you know, they've they know about that history. They've seen all. They've been all those places. They've explored yeah. the. But now, now that exploring everything here has been explored, and they've all checked it out, they're really going out there and trying to. And just so thinking about it, like in the physical universe like expanding kind of thing think of music like that as a really vibe thing to do you know? yeah totally uh, but yeah let's play a track all right you want to hear an arte track <laughs> yeah i just you, I, you just did to me what i did to you and i'm right. like uh, so, no no but, uh, well it's yeah, good no i just i thought it was expired was no that's good cool. have you have visual. you heard have you listened to thundercat or any I've of those seen, like people like, from the brain feeder label i have i have listened to like a you know some thundercat of spotify just but not like a whole album i think yeah. i've seen like clips yeah you should like run jams it. and like youtube serious clips and stuff like, it's know, really yeah, cool dude will. is a ripper yeah he has done his so cool. his, uh, his homework all right so um tell us what track we're gonna listen to what's the deal here all right we're gonna listen to this track called jellyfish mm-hmm. and what's this all about who's it, on it we got blake me and blake blake yeah. ritterman blake ritterman you and blake that's right so what we did is we got invited to the studio. I didn't have anything planned. I showed up. This is not. This, this is, is our um, track. What do they call that studio expressions. now? Expressions. Oh, this is expressions. This is expressions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Um, and there's people watching, right? There's people watching. Okay. Yeah. And what, what they were like, I just. Yeah, we did an Arte track. What was funny because what happened with this is um, they're like, "What are you going to record?" You know, we had the guitar rig set up and the drum set up, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna just do. I'm gonna do Voodoo Chop." You know, like you know. It's a classic, and they're like, okay. And then right when when I started playing, I didn't play Voodoo Child. I played this. I played a one take all the way through. Okay, just me playing guitar and Blake playing drums, and we just jammed this out. And then I overdubbed bass on it, and you know mixed it and just put it out. And this is so. This is this is called Jellyfish. Yep, Jellyfish. You and Blake Ritterman. That's right. Drew Southern on bass. Mm-hmm. Lead vocals. No vocals, just instrumental. No guitar? Or no no, uh, no, no it's just an instrumental track. All right, let's fill this out. Um, this thing's asking for the label. I'm saying California Freedom Ride. Uh, Freedom Ride Records. Freedom Ride. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, all right. This is uh, this is Jellyfish. Yep. Drew Southern featuring Blake Ritterman on drums. Yep. Uh, here we go. Let's run it. Bleh. we mm-hmm. 
All right. We're back at the uh, secret alley with um, with Drew Southern. That was uh, that was jellyfish. Okay. That was jellyfish. We got a uh, we got a couple more minutes. We're gonna Boom. we're gonna hang in the studio. We're gonna finish, finish up mimosas. these mimosas, which I already have done several times. <laughs> I finished several. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it with uh with another song um that I'm I'm gonna give its airplay debut. It's actually. It's actually a hibbity dibbity song. It's a banger. It's a banger. Um, but we got I we got a couple song. more minutes before we play that one. We got like three, four minutes. So, um, man, so we're wrapping up the first episode of the Freaky Hour. Here's some reflections I'll just lay down because you know I've never done this. Mm, right. I just know I want to do this. Right. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for years. And I'm really, really excited to see who comes in. I've got some great people that I think I'm going to bring in here. We'll hear Drew back on here again. Awesome. We'll get yeah, some... Thank you for having me. I really yeah, appreciate being the f- inaugural first. Yeah, freaky first, deaky first session. Yes, man, I feel really good about yeah. that. Thank He's, you. That's really yeah, nice. I appreciate part of it. But it's um, yeah, it's been interesting. You know, you get loose. I feel like it's going to take a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening, you know, hang in with me. Well, I'm just, good, I'm just, you're just figuring Parker. this out, man. You got it. You're good. You're good at it. I, you got a good. You, yeah, I, I see it. I see, you could look good in that chair too. You <laughs> yeah. see, it's radio. You can't see, but you look good in that chair. So that's that's a good thing too. And I, yeah, there's there's some people I want to have on here. There's some, you know, honestly, it's it's there's there's a selfless side to it yeah. where I care about other people and want to have, but there's mm-hmm. kind of a selfish side to it too, yeah. where I want to do this for me too, where I want to be able to uh, develop my own ear and listen right. and get better at inquiring into other people's lives for my own benefit too. Absolutely, like, yeah. you know, it's rooted in caring about what people have to say, but there is a side to it where I think putting yourself out there to ask people questions and, um, uh, oh, we're going to let our, uh, our next host in here. He, uh, yeah, there you go. Boom. Oh, cool. You hear that? Yeah. Boom. About the door? He's in. Cool. But yeah, you know, there's this side to it where it's, um, yeah, it's just yeah. like, I want to, I want to develop as a, a communic a communicator as a communicative right. being really right so yeah. i i thank you for coming on i i mean it's easy it. with you because yeah. we've been hanging for a long time right. we're uh you yeah, know man. we've uh we've had we've had some good experiences together yeah you know you're an, uh, you're an easy person for me to talk to so this is a great way to start yeah um yeah next week um i think we're going to be having a friend of mine uh, Tom Keneally on. Do you know Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're gonna have Tom on here. Maybe get him play cool. some live bluegrass. Awesome. Uh, so tune in for that. And nice. um, I don't know if I'm doing this right. You just wait. Leave it. I'm not really sure. Okay, so here we go. Thanks for if anyone tuned in. Thanks. You know this is gonna be recorded. It's gonna come back out again. We're gonna do some more. We're just getting into it right now. We're just figuring it out. You know, one step at a time. Just Drew, it out. give me a give me some last. Yeah, just some parting words. Parting words. Thank you, Parker. Thank you, people out there in Radioland. This is out there forever. This is vibrating through the waves. Forever. Can you give like tell tell people what's good? Like give them a, give them some life advice or yeah, something. Life advice. Okay. Cool. Parting words. You know, it doesn't. You know, whatever you want. Parting words is, uh, your world is a reflection of the deepest inner thoughts and beliefs you have. So if you're not happy where you're at, then you got to start looking inside super deep and bring that stuff to light and figure out what you believe, and then your world will change. My your fucking world. man. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna play "Born to Ride" Woo! by uh, Hibbity Dibbity. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got Parker Simon, S.A. Cooser on bass, uh. Jackie Hegan, the Dragon on drums. Woo! We got Gizmo. Gizmo. On Gizmo Braun on uh, lead guitar, lead vocals, and Tom Relling on lead guitar, lead vocals. Oh. Oh. Uh, recorded by Pamela Parker. Beautiful. High Street. Worked on Jameson Durr. Artwork by Will Durkee. Uh, Born to Ride. Durkee, um, man. I, know every, I love every one of those people. I find beautiful I crew. Dear yeah, Dick. we'll get Durkee in here, and that's when it really, Ooh, that's when that's it really when it becomes freaky the freaky deaky. hour. All right, here we go. This is uh, Born to Ride. Thanks for yeah. listening. We'll see you next time. Keep it real. Hug someone new today, please. Buff. Buff. I got dice in the mirror and a foot that won't drive slow. There's a radar gun and a city sun. I'm chasing down the devil trying to have some fun. I got the good Lord by my side because I was going to ride.
Automated man, very buff. This is Mac DeMarco. I never went to college, but now I'm all over it. 